you're now listening to well, Project Kayfabe. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> the most unprofessional podcast on professional wrestling. Let's rock. Where you listen to our shitty little opinions and you kind of enjoy them. Yeah, paper That's cap. Totally cap. That means lie. This ain't your mommy's podcast. Presented by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Joe and Quade. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling podcast. We are part of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. We are very thankful for that. We are thankful for all the listeners who so just want to thank you out there. Uh, let's do a little plugging, plugging everything that we have to do. So as I mentioned, we are part of the WrestleBuzz Network, so you guys can check us out there. If you're already listening, you should know that by now. Uh, we are one of three podcasts, so we are a podcast that covers, you know, TNA back in 2010. That's something we've been doing, but we've been on a little bit of a pause. And on today's episode, we are still on that pause, but we will be coming back next week reviewing TNA back in 2010. And why TNA in 2010? Well, that's when Hulk Hogan came in, and that's when everything kind of, you know, changed <laughs> for the better or for the worse however you want to look at it but we're looking at it as the worst but there's some you know good moments um but we we do that we do a whole bunch of other things we're incorporating more segments into the show which you're going to be getting some today and yeah we are a weekly podcast for the most part sometimes we take breaks uh weekly podcast that comes out a uh, wednesday thursday schedule we've been doing thursday a lot more lately but uh We'll be back to maybe a Wednesday schedule here and there. We'll see what happens. Uh, then you have from the top rope with Gurge Brooms. He does, you know, the weekly, the 10 count, the top 10 stories in professional wrestling. And then he'll give you, you know, you know, his review of wrestling for an upcoming week. And he'll have an opinion piece on there, two of his. He does a show all on his own and he does a great job. So go check that out. And then you have. Uh, the Wrestling Journal podcast with Joseph Crush and the boys, you know, they do a great job just going over your whole week of wrestling, what we saw from beginning to end of the past week. And, you know, they have their news that they talk about, you know, they have a lot of good stuff going on there. We're all wrestling podcasts, but the best part is we have all different perspectives you know some of us have you know shared moments but of course we're all coming with different opinions which is pretty cool so there's that i uh, also want to plug i have a new podcast uh, originally project kayfabe if you're one of the original listeners we used to be a wrestling and pop culture podcast but ever since we changed into you know being a part of the wrestle buzz network i didn't want to you know bring my pop culture stuff in here just in case some people weren't about that but you know they do cross blend a lot which is why that was the original idea for project kayfabe but now i've separated the two so we could focus on you know pop culture and stuff like that in another show and the new show is the strictly nonsense podcast that is my new podcast i launched it last week i got my boyfriend on there we're gonna find cool things to do with that but within this podcast we're talking about you know tv movies you know random shit on the news we find some fun segments it's just literally two boys uh two dudes yeah we're dudes Talking shit, you know, and uh, talking about what we find cool and interesting. So feel free to give us a listen to. We have uh, our first episode came out last Friday. We're going to have another episode drop this Friday where we're going to be talking about like uh, 
Megan, the new movie that just came out. We're going to talk about what we're anticipating for 2023, you know, just some cool stuff. So go check that out. With all that being said, that is a lot to intro in the beginning. I've I've said this before. I kind of need to just record it so I could have it. But this is Project Kayfabe. I'm Joe. I got my boy Quade here. Three minutes later, Quade, how you doing? <laughs> doing good, yeah. I'm just chilling. Yeah, I didn't even know you launched a new podcast. That's that's exciting. I gotta give that a listen. See how that's going. Yeah, I mean, got my new podcast out just so I could you know do the two things that I like still, and you know find ways to you know get that demographic. The only annoying part is to grow grow two audience is you're growing two audiences. So, like, you know, you've got the wrestling side on one end that you're trying to grow, but then, like, now i got to have a separate Instagram, separate Twitter, and all that, you know. It's just so much to put on one thing and try and grow them both. But eh, if it could happen, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, might as well. You know, I think I think it's going to be... Uh, it's always good to separate your stuff. I was, like, when I was doing YouTube at one point, I wanted to separate, like, game. I have a gaming channel, I have a separate channel, because algorithms and stuff is easier to grow i think yeah. you have separate stuff that you know goes for certain things oh yeah that makes sense too you know because that's the thing originally a project kayfabe it's like you know i know that there are wrestling fans like myself that also love like movies or you know talking about like random stuff or you know sports or i don't know fucking like anime for example but then like it does get a little harder with the algorithm but then once you grow an audience eventually it kind of does get easier here and there but you know we'll see what happens i mean i've been doing my stuff on the side clearly but you got your own stuff going on too i just saw you drop the new two uh new youtube video right yeah yeah new video so i finally did part two of my uh building my dream office so that's up on the channel I, it was uh it almost didn't go up to it i think i, I put so i did like a schedule and i put t- tomorrow the 12th instead of the 11th and i was just sitting there wondering why is the building up and you know it took me a while to realize that but yeah, it's dead now so check it out on the channel it's, it's quad a and uh more content hopefully coming this this week oh no sorry i cannot promise that this month yeah that's the other thing too making content it's like ah you need time but then you got your day job then you got your life you know i feel that (laughs) more content to come is basically what you're saying Mm -hmm. pretty much well we got some content along the way here so you're gonna hear about some of the crazy shit that's been happening with wrestling today uh, on today's episode we're gonna talk a little bit about what just happened on dynamite as we're recording on a wednesday uh then we're gonna talk about this week in wrestling history that's something i've been kind of doing on the instagram so go check us out on instagram at project underscore kayfabe same uh, thing with our tiktok and our twitter you could follow us there you can also follow wrestlebuzz at instagram uh, at WrestleBuzz with two Z's, and then on Twitter with three Z's for WrestleBuzz. And then you can follow uh, Gurge Brooms at I Hate Gurge Brooms, and then you can follow his podcast, From the Top Rope Podcast. It's at From the Top Rope, uh, Rob, ugh, can't speak, at From the Top Rope Podcast on Instagram. Uh, so we got a bunch of content coming there. Uh, so we're going to talk about this week in wrestling history a little bit today, then we're going to play a little game. You know, we're going to play a little game, and then uh, we're going to do a little, like, opinion piece, kind of, sort of, whatever. Uh, it's called This or That Pro Wrestling Edition. So with that, let's talk about what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. So Vince is fucking back. I mean, that was a rumor a couple weeks ago that he was interested in coming back. People, you know, were reporting it. Sean Rassap was one of them. And then you got a lot of people saying, yeah, we don't want Triple H. I mean, not Triple H. We don't want Vince McMahon back. And then, you know, we just saw earlier this week uh, on, what was it, Monday, Tuesday? I mean, 
it's only Wednesday. But we saw that Vince was like, you know, I want to come back. He is the majority shareholder for the WWE. So basically he was saying, I will not let WWE do any media deals or any deals of some sort like that if I am not in power in some shape or form. So not only did we see they put Vince McMahon back on the board, he is now the executive chairman of the board. He saw, like, once he took over, three other people left. And then, you know, the next day, yesterday, Tuesday, we saw Stephanie resigned. And then people were going crazy. And then next thing you know, I mean, we were already having conversation on Monday about, like, WWE or Sunday, about WWE possibly being sold to Disney, Fox, Warner Brothers, Netflix, you name it. And then yesterday we're getting the conversation someone tweeted, which, uh, you know, got the whole wrestling world going crazy, is that Vince McMahon was going to possibly sell the WWE to Saudi Arabia, to a federal bank there, however it fucking works. Uh, rumors are still up in the air. It is still possibly a big possibility, knowing that Vince and, you know, obviously they did the Saudi deal before that gets us crown jewel and all that and all the millions in their pockets. All that, before we go further into what has, you know, developed from this, Quade, you know, take us through how you've been feeling since you saw some of these reports. I mean, we originally went from Vince wants to come back to Vince is back to Vince is back and people are leaving to now WWE may or may not be sold in the next couple of weeks or so and just Vince is lining his pockets. Yeah, you know, this... When, like when I first saw, I was just like, hey, you know, I, I I want to downplay as much as possible because I felt like, all right, he's gonna be on the board, but you know, he's not gonna like force his way into like everyday stuff. And you know, I think that I, I was under the assumption that you know it's not legally possible, but of course, this man changed the bylaws, but like of of the company, like with ease and no one bad an eye, something like that, right? And then. Uh, yeah, just from there, it just went downhill. <laughs> so, so like, I, I personally don't know what to expect, you know. Um, part of me still thinks that he's pretending to want to sell the company so that he could just go private and be and have full control and not have to worry about shareholders anymore. Or, or like, I just think this is an elaborate scheme for him to just take full reins. But time will tell. Um, but I was definitely not happy because Dave has been very good. And the idea of Vince coming back just makes the product instantly worse. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I looked at it when I first saw some of this. I'm like, okay, Vince is back. I mean, he has majority share. So, I mean, he does technically have the right to come back in some shape or form because his money's all tied up into this. But at the same time, it's like, how can someone come back after doing what they fucking did? You know, millions of dollars being used to, you know, with all these sexual allegations going on. Like, a company shouldn't have that a part of them. And, you know, honestly, while WWE is, like, there's money in the WWE, obviously. It's the biggest wrestling company in the world. I'm very interested to see, like, what company wants to be a part of this. I mean, it's already annoying enough how, like, you know, for certain deals like i mean just look at mandy rose she had to you know basically decide to leave um because of everything that was going on and you know as we mentioned before i mean they're probably going to want to worry about their sponsors but you know are the sponsors not worried about vince mcmahon being in charge so then like you know if the idea is that they're going to sell the company um i'm wondering like okay who would do it why would they put themselves in that you know area especially with everything that's been going on with vince 
Uh, but on top of that, too, it's like, uh, okay, Saudi buys it, you know? Vince is just trying to line his pockets as much as he can. You know, I, I could imagine him selling it just to get as much money as possible, then maybe dipping out, I don't know, or maybe he's just trying to, you know, get as much money as possible and still be back where he used to be, you know. You can never, it was after we reviewed the entire, you know, the nine lives of Vince McMahon. I mean, this motherfucker has like 10, 12 lives. Because if, if, look at him, he's trying to find a way to come back from this, which is fucking wild. And then, uh, you know, I just saw today that um, it was reported because last night, like I think I was up until like 3 a.m. or whatever, and people, you know, were talking about the Saudi deal. It's being up in the air. It's not real. It's never in the works, blah, blah, blah. But then we'll, you know, wake up in the morning saying like, oh, this is all a rumor, but it's not too far from the truth, kind of, sort of. But then uh, I did see a report that uh, someone is suing Vince McMahon. I guess it's someone who was on the board or someone who left the board or someone on the board. Uh, I don't have it with me right now, but I, I'm paraphrasing. But someone wants to sue Vince McMahon for basically, you know, coming back and, you know, making, you know, people kind of put him in charge. And then also with the people that left, you know, then replacing them with apparently like yes men, people that are just going to push his narrative. Uh, I'm really butchering it, but essentially it's along those lines of, yeah, they're going to, you know, they're suing Vince McMahon for how he's just been handling the situation, trying to get back into power, which, I mean, someone's got to do the damn work. I mean, Vince McMahon did a lot for WWE, did a lot for pro wrestling, but this man just got to walk away because he is causing some fucking problems and... As you were saying, you know, we're all excited about where WWE's been the last six months or so. And now it's not looking too hot. And I don't know how I feel. You know, I was telling Lauren, uh, my girlfriend, yesterday about all this. And she was like, if, you know, if this happens, I mean, with Vince coming back or like, you know, they sell WWE to Saudi, do you still think you'd support it? You know, that's a good question because that's, uh, I think about it, it's like, I want to support the individuals that I like there, you know, your Kevin Owens, your Roman and all that. But then, you know, the company itself, I mean, if they were sold to Saudi, you got people who are just going to be suffering. Women's divisions probably going out the window because women's rights there are out the window. Then you got, you know, the whole thing going on with Sami Zayn, you know, being Israeli Israeli. He's, he probably will just leave the company or be forced out. Uh, think about all the LGBTQ, you know, wrestlers out there and fans. I mean, as a fan, do we stay supporting the company? What I mean, if that were to happen, I mean, just what would happen? What are your What are your thoughts, Quade? Yeah, like if the, I was on to like some of my friends, I was just like, yeah, if this deal happens. Like, I would probably like personally, me, I think I would. And it's hard because like wrestling or like not wrestling, WWE in particular has been like part of my identity since like since I was a kid. So like. If Saudi was to buy them, I probably would feel inclined to just stop watching in general. Even like I will, I would miss my like my favorite wrestlers like Cody, Roman, and, and everyone else there. But at the same time, I don't think morally I could do it. Like I watched it, like okay, I watched the Saudi the Saudi shows and stuff like that. But that's like twice a year, and you know, whatever. Like it, is, it happens. Like it's a pay per view at this point. But like if <laughs> they had to sit through like. Every single week, knowing that this that who owns WWE and like and knowing that Vince did this pretty much, I would think he did this like with malicious intent. Honestly, I think he's at the point where if he can't run it, he don't give it. He don't. He don't care, and he would just sell it to whoever gives him the most money. And so, like, 
I can't support that. I just for me personally, I just don't feel I can support that. But like it'll be a huge void in my life though, knowing that I, I can't I won't be watching the every, every week. Like I'll just think about going to Mania forty next year because in Philly. And now I'm just like, would that even happen? Would I even be going to that? I don't know. <laughs> it's like that's the questions up in the air until this gets sorted out. I mean, who knows even like I mean I'd imagine with all these contracts, they still have to commit to them. But, like, what if WWE doesn't even, like, what if it's exclusively, like, in Saudi? You know, like, they only can wrestle there. Or, like, you know, for example, I was I made a joke about it in uh, the Discord. I'm in in the WrestleBuzz Discord. Go check it out, people. If you haven't already, you could join us in the conversation. Um, I was like, I mean, just imagine, like, how the hell... Are we supposed to watch this product? You know, like w- it probably won't even be on an American nope. channel, possibly. <laughs> like, I'd imagine Fox and the USA network would probably, like, sure, they're still in partnership with them now because of what they do. But, like, what if they just drop them? You know, sure, that'll be a loss in money for them, but they could pick up AEW. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> AEW would love that USA contract or the Fox contract. Uh, maybe impact comes back and they're actually on a channel again that I can get not, you know, me having to find ways to watch access television (laughs) so I can watch (laughs) impact now. Um, But yeah, I I told myself and I mentioned it in our episode last week uh, where I said in 2023, I'm going to watch more pro wrestling that isn't just like WWE and AW. So now I'm kind of forced to do that. If the WWE ends up being sold to the Saudis, because they probably won't be on an American channel at some point. I mean, this is just wild. Steph leaving. I mean, I mean, how long until Hunter either is moved from his position, taken out? I mean, that's what I was expecting. The reports were going to be yesterday, not the whole Saudi deal, the potential. I was like, oh, Hunter's gone. And I don't know if Hunter's gone and Vince is back. I mean, there's so many things that like, even if they don't go to Saudi, they just get sold anywhere else. It's like, okay, RIP. Uncle Howdy, Bray Wyatt, that storyline ain't getting wrapped up. <laughs> I mean, I know the boys at the Wrestling Journal love him, but I mean, clearly Vince has never been the best fan because look at all the way his most recent angles for Bray used to go. So that's probably going to get wrapped up. I mean, I made a joke about it, but if Jay White goes to WWE, that man's jobbing out to Shanky on week three. Who knows what's <laughs> going on? So... I'm not too excited, kind of worried about what's going to go on here because I, I agree. WWE has been a part of my identity for years. Since 2005, I've been a fan. And now it's like, oh, this is kind of like, you know, it's cool to like wrestling kind of again, kind of sort of over the last couple of years. I feel like it's getting bigger again in the public eye. Uh, but if it's going to be big for being a part of Saudi, I don't know how that's going to look as a fan. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it'll just be dark days today. I think it'll just be the death of WWE, to be honest. I think I don't think there's any way they'll survive without a TV deal. Um, so, yeah. And I don't think they'll have a TV deal, like you said. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, sure, Vince is going to get tons of money. But if this goes private with, like, Saudi or anything, I don't know. I'd rather anyone else get this at this point. You know, I saw... Um, this one girl on Twitter, I forget her name every time because it's the second time I'm referencing her. But what if this was like someone put this news out there? So then, you know, it's like the worst case scenario. So then whatever else is the situation, like if WWE goes to Disney, goes to Fox, then as fans were like, Oof, okay, as long <laughs> as it wasn't Saudi. So 
what if WWE never planned to go to Saudi, but someone like threw this out there and then, you know, obviously they deleted the tweet, but then, you know, they threw it out there just to then whatever information does happen, whatever, wherever it does get sold to, if it does, it's like, oh, that's better. It could have been worse, maybe, you know, depending on how people would have looked at it if Saudi was never in the conversation. Like if WWE got bought by Disney, I'd be kind of worried about that just because i'm like oh the product's already pg enough i mean sure marvel is kind of cool but they don't go into the realm that wrestling does like i don't see the stuff that i want from wrestling happening in disney so uh yeah i mean we'll just see what happens here but more to come is definitely the what's going to happen from this 2023 wwe is going to be pretty wild (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, I thought 2022 was crazy, but it looks like this year is where he got the beat. Dude, I feel like ever since, like, you know, t- like, ever coming, since coming back from the pandemic or, like, you know, going back to fans or even in, in the middle of that, I feel like just wrestling has been, like, on another level in terms of what happens, cool shit, bad shit, whatever. Shit is happening. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just been, like, a, a, on a... Upwards trend of just ex- really expect unexpected at this point. With Vince coming back, I mean, there was another big return, and this big return happened in wrestling today, and that return is Adam Cole, baby. I was fucking ecstatic. I mean, no one knew this was happening. This was, you know, one of those things where it's like, if this was a conversation, it was kept very under wraps, and I'm happy that the dirt sheets didn't get it because it was just an organic feeling to be happy about something that I didn't know. So then obviously seeing... Uh, Adam Cole pop up, you know, Tony Schiavone is like, uh, you know, I'm not very excited to introduce this next person. And at first I'm like, oh, MJF's coming out. But then fucking, you know, Adam Cole comes out and that was exciting. You know, almost, I almost thought it was going to be a retirement speech. And then I was just going to, you know, I'd take the night off if it was a retirement (laughs) speech. But he's saying, look, I got some bad news and the bad news is not for me. It's for everyone else in the back because Adam Cole is here. He basically put the whole locker room on notice, and I've been an Adam Cole fan for a long time now. I think, you know, the first introduction I had of him was the Kyle O'Reilly match, where they are both bleeding like crazy, and ever since then, I've just been on the Adam Cole train ever since. What are your thoughts about Adam Cole, Quade, now that he's back? How are you feeling about this return? What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that was cool. I, I also didn't expect that at all. I was just like, oh, shoot, Adam Cole's back, so... um yeah, I'm excited. Like, I, I like Adam Cole. Definitely, he was a mispresence on TV for a while. I was just wondering, like, seeing Dave or other people, like, oh, yeah, they're not sure. The injury is bad. They're not sure, you know, when he's coming back and all this other stuff or if. So, definitely uh, had me worried there for a second. I just, like, he said his promo. I just want him to be okay. Like, if, like, at, at, in the general consensus, but happy to see he's back. He's here. He's going to wrestle. Um, he's good and everything, and I was I was having like Daniel Bryan flashbacks for a second, so I was just like, oh shoot, this doesn't sound good. But he played us. He did a little Mark Henry, so which which was which was fun. Yeah, I'd say that because yeah, I was literally like, oh, like this, like he feels so. You know, he didn't come back as a heel. He came back as a face. So you know, for now. And I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like this guy's like, you know, since we've been hearing the reports of like, oh, like it doesn't look too good. And he was like even talking about it, like saying like, oh, there's moments where, you know, he was just not feeling great or, you know, had to go to so many doctors, couldn't be in a car without feeling like he had to throw up. And that's just crazy. That was a concussion. You know, people forget how much concussions could really 
mess you up, especially, I mean, CTE in general and just, like, the hits that people take. And if, I mean, I got to look back at the replay, but I don't remember the hit being too, like, nasty, but it just it must have been too strong either which way that he took at Forbidden Door. Uh, so the fact that, you know, there was a chance we would have never got Adam Cole back, that would have been... It would have sucked. I mean, I'm happy that he's an avid gamer because, you know, Chugs, he has his Twitch channel. He's part of the party. The party is back, so that's cool. But, yeah, there was there was a chance. We almost lost him, but he's back. And uh, I saw people saying he's the one that's going to take the belt off of MJF. I wouldn't be mad about it. I still like the idea of Eddie Kingston being the one to take it off as a face and then Adam Cole as a heel taking it off of him. But we'll see. I'm also just, in general, interested to see how long... You know, because I feel like most title runs in AEW, besides the little random flip-flop between Moxley and Punk this past summer, um, they are all pretty lengthy. There's no, like, short title runs. So, I guess it's only a matter of time we'll figure out who takes the belt off of MJF. What are your thoughts on that? I, w- I want to be Adam Cole. He sold me in, the, in this promo right away. So, like, I hope it's Adam Cole. And honestly, I think I like MJF. I'm... I'm well, he hasn't. He, ever has, he hasn't even had a, his first defense. I can't even say that, but I'm. I'm he starting did have to think. His first defense. Oh, he did. He went against Ricky. I totally forgot. Um, <laughs> wow. But yeah, I at first I wanted him to have a long reign, but I'm thinking I'm more in the business of him having a shorter reign, not like short run, but like six months. You know, like nothing too crazy. Like no, not, not like a Kenny run. Like, I don't. I don't. Want, I don't think we need a year run for MDF, but I think six months is doable. And then like someone like Coles or Eddie Kingston to death, feel like. Get the title. I don't think, especially Eddie Kingston. I don't. I think the longer you wait with Eddie Kingston, not that, not that the moment goes away, but they gotta keep him on TV. Like this guy's barely like, at least I barely see him. He was on today in the quick segment, but like almost forgot about him for a quick second. So yeah, I hope MJF doesn't have a too long of a reign. No, yeah, I mean he hasn't had a real moment in you know Eddie Kingston. That is hasn't had like a AW like dynamite moment in a while. They've been putting him on rampage lately and they're going to, he's going to have a match this Friday. Well, tonight, but uh, it's going to come out on Friday, him and Ortiz against Kings of the black throne, uh, Malachi black and Brody King, which in theory is cool, but I'm like, any Kingston should be on the show that gets more views. And, you know, I appreciate that they're finding ways to like, you know, make rampage a little better. Like I think the card last week, like I watched rampage and it was live. So I was like, all right, I like that. This rampage is going to be taped, but it also, uh, I'd imagine, is going to be good with the, uh, you know, the car that they have here. But I do agree; they need to do it while Eddie is hot. You know, they Eddie is still very hot. He still gets the fans there. You don't want him to fall, you know, behind. And you know, people are excited, but not at, like the feeling's still there for Eddie. But the longer he's kept away from Dynamite and a main story that's important, then it's like okay, like right now he's on a rampage story, which. I would hope this story just kind of gets put back on dynamite at the very least, not be it a rampage thing. Cause you could always move things around. Like I personally don't care too much about hook the firm jungle boy and big bill, which I still hate that fucking name change, but I don't know, but I do agree with you there. Uh, so Adam Cole came back. Uh, what would have been a debut, but didn't happen. Mercedes Monet did not come to AEW, <laughs> which I know a lot of us were speculating. A lot of us thought it was going to happen. Mind you, this is one of the things where we set ourselves up for our own expectations and we let ourselves down because it didn't happen. And that's going to, you know, like as we were getting on before you got on, you're like, oh yeah, 
wasted two hours and you're like no i didn't waste two hours but like you know a lot of people definitely do feel that way because they're like oh yeah like she wasn't there i thought she was gonna be there what the fuck match wasn't bad the match wasn't bad that they ended up doing which they like tony storm did in fact wrestle thought the finish was a little shit but i mean maybe they're trying to do something there's some long-term stuff going on with Sheeta, tony storm uh sabrea but no mercedes monet I mean, that's that was a little disappointing, but maybe they're saving it up for something big, or maybe she never comes. But, you know, Britt Baker last week did wink at the crowd or the camera when she said she's the boss. Uh, so maybe it's one of those things, kind of like CM Punk, or it's like one of the best-kept secrets that aren't really kept well at all. Like, one of the worst-kept secrets, that is. So, I mean, what, what, how do you feel, Quade? What do you think? Is she still possibly coming to AEW? I would like to say yes. Yeah, I think... They probably just. I, I'm thinking maybe she just wrestles that New Japan match first. Uh, maybe she just wants to have her first match back to be in New Japan. Um, when is that match anyway? I guess it depends because if that match like is February before, four, February eighteenth, one of those. So yeah, and and that could, I think she could definitely pop up. Well, I think she if she comes to AEW is most likely gonna be a Revolution, and you know it it, it makes sense. She's she, a, a, a person of her caliber. Probably should debut on TV and should debut at a pay per view, so that hundred percent makes sense. I get it. Um, like if you could debut, well, Paige debuted on on Grand on Grand Slam, but she's bigger That's than Paige. Grand, yeah. but it's also Grand Slam. Like Grand Slam is supposed to be like a pay per view. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think you know I think AEW should have tempered expectations like Brit should never said the boss in that promo last week you know that was stupid um and i guess they tried to the tony thing but people is wrestling fans we're still gonna assume a swerve is up is something in the works um so yeah you know just unfortunate that uh people got excited and didn't happen tonight you know i was disappointed but i think she comes i think we i think we just gotta wait two more months and she'll pop up soon yeah i i could see that because, yeah, I see Battle in the Valley, which is where she's going to wrestle for New Japan and San, and San Jose. That's on the, that's February 18th. And then Revolution's on March 3rd. I mean, March 5th. So there's like a whole, like a little less than a month in between before she would be there. So I'd imagine she'll probably show up by then if she is going to show up. But maybe she never does. Maybe she's a New Japan person slash stardom through and through. But, um... I could see her being in Revolution, and I will counter argue, or not counter argue, but I will argue a little for a second. I like how you said that she's bigger than you know Paige or Soraya. That's why you know she would be at a pay per view, not like Grand Slam. But I will say she's bigger now. If Soraya never got injured and would have wrestled, they probably would have been like the same caliber. I'd probably put them out there. Yeah, yeah, I would say that too. I would agree with that. So. Not much, uh, not, not much there. The Mercedes Monet said, but maybe we'll see some more stuff coming soon. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, the Elite—they just won the trios title. Best match of the seven, uh, best of seven matchup. I personally would have rather enjoyed a best out of five. <laughs> uh, I mean, the matches weren't bad. I wouldn't say they had a bad match, but this was definitely like everyone saw this coming. I feel like. Everyone saw that the Elite were going to win this match. Kind of like how everyone saw that they were going to win at full gear, but they didn't. I mean, at this point, this felt to the point that it was going to happen this way once they announced it. But um, it was a really good match, and I'll give it that. 
I thought it would have been cool. I mean, it's just fantasy booking. Another thing that, you know, the fans will do and then that gets you disappointed. But, like, if CM Punk and FTR would have came out afterwards, <laughs> that would have been crazy. But we did not get that. We have the elite trios champs. I'm okay with it. I hope now, you know, I hope Death Triangle gets some other shit going on. I hope the elite, you know, find some good people to go against because they have a lot of, like, trios technically. Now, what do you do with these belts? Now, what happens next? And I'm excited to see what happens next, but I don't know what they do next. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I could, I could probably say I did not watch. I only watched one of these best of seven matches, and I'll say one and a half because I saw half of tonight's match and I saw the ending. Um, I was not watching them. But once I heard that they're doing this best of seven thing, I said, "Yeah, no, I'm good." I saw the, I saw the full gear match. I didn't need to see anything else. Um, like you said, they're probably good. I'm not gonna knock them. Say it was bad. I just think it was excessive. And like you said, everyone, everyone that I spoke to called from the start. It was gonna be a three-one deficit, and it was gonna win. It's a, it's the, it's the Warriors and Cavs. That, that was very obvious at that point. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to do with True Towers. Like that, like you said, they have a lot of teams, but um, I feel like I honestly don't know. I think I think the only story that I'm, I'll be interested in is CM Punk FTR. Uh, but that's not going to happen probably. So I guess what they have house of black, I guess, or whatever they want to call themselves. I don't know anymore. Uh, they are house of black. It's just when it's Brody King and Malachi, it's the Kings of the black throne. I guess that makes sense. And I was, uh, I'll agree with it. Um, I guess they are the tops, the top. Oh, I mean, Brody King, house of black, Malachi, bad. That makes sense. Um, but yeah. So I, I guess they have a couple of trio teams, and you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do there, and um, highlight some other teams. But I don't want to see these two teams face off for like a year or maybe two. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten it enough at this point, and maybe if they just would have spaced it out a little bit more, or I don't know, it just did feel like I didn't hate it, but I just thought it was too long because mm. no other trios team really saw any light, you know. Sure, we have, like, the best friends, and they have a little thing going on, or then, you know, the House of Black are doing their own thing, but it didn't feel relevant, because, like, the House of Black stuff is happening on Rampage with Eddie Kingston and, and, and Ortiz, and then the stuff going on with the best friends, it's also revolving around Orange Cassidy being the, uh, the Atlantic champion, so it's like, uh, okay. So we'll see, I guess, more to come, but not a bad episode of Dynamite tonight. We got more stuff going on. I mean, we had Tatashita go against uh, Brian Danielson. Not going to talk about that, really. I mean, MJF did shoot a promo out and was a little racist, per se. Like, I know a lot of people on Twitter definitely weren't the biggest fans of it. I thought it was funny, but also I'm like, yeah, that was offensive in a way. But um, nothing that I think MJF should get canceled for, but... I mean, we'll see how Twitter continues to react off of it. Um, next week, we got uh, Bendito versus Danielson, which is cool, because at first people thought Bendito was injured, but I guess Knox. I guess not. And we got Starks versus Hager, and I guess more matches will be announced. But uh, so far, I'm happy with what AEW has been like. And uh, I don't want to talk about AEW anymore, so let's get on to the next thing. So this week in wrestling history, we're going to talk about wrestling history here and there on these shows uh, when it seems like I can fit it in for the episode. And also, I just want to make sure, you know, we don't do it every week because then if I do it every week, then this segment will go away forever. But 
Uh, we're going to talk about it here and there when I can make it fit, just to, you know, change things up over what we do. Because also, as someone who is watching Bad Wrestling Net right now, when we watch TNA 2010, sometimes you need to take a break from it, because it's really bad sometimes. <laughs> but we can talk about some of the historical things in professional wrestling. So we're going to start with Sunday, go all the way through Saturday. So Sunday, January 8th, there was a couple of things on there. In 1998, 25 years ago, we got the first ever WC Thunder. I mean, ooh, I, I said that wrong. We got the first ever WCW Thunder episode, which debuted on TBS. Uh, so we saw some stuff going on there, like Juventud Guerrero went against Ultimate Dragon, Ultimo Dragon. Uh, we saw uh, the main event where Diamond Dallas Page defeated Kevin Nash to retain the WCW title. So that's kind of cool. Oh, no, WCW United States title. So that is cool to see that there was some stuff going on in Thunder. I still think Thunder looked pretty cool, even though eventually Thunder would kind of be what Rampage has become, but then it's trying to stay away from where it was just like the shitty show. Because Thunder became the shitty show after a while, even though it was like supposed to be like a cool show. But that was some cool thing to see there. Um, I saw here, this is uh, pretty interesting, 2006, 17 years ago, uh, WWE had New Year's Revolution, and this is the New Year's Revolution where John Cena defended the WWE title in the Elimination Chamber match. And that was, I mean, that was a lot for John Cena to go through an Elimination Chamber match just for then for Vince to come out and be like, oh, hey, fuck you, guy. Here's Edge. He's going to cash in the money in the bank, and Edge wins the WWE title. And that was the first time the money in the bank was cashed in because that was the first money in the bank. So that was pretty cool. That was 17 years ago. What do you think? Yeah, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. That was uh, a really classic moment. Uh, just seeing Cena all bloodied and like beat up, and the edges comes out, you know, with the briefcase. That was like a con because that started like, the whole um, money bank. Like, all right, this is you use this opportunity to cash in at the best moment, not just announcing the match whenever you want, but like, God, ultra opportunities that that basically created like the radio superstar, I guess, or like a little bit before that, whatever. But yeah, that was definitely a. Uh, a good moment and started one of the best feuds, in my opinion, in WWE. Oh, yeah, easily one of the best feuds. Like, I remember this one also as clear as day because I wasn't really watching Raw that much because I didn't have cable, so I couldn't really see it unless I waited till Sunday and they showed it on Telemundo in Spanish. So I'd always know what would happen first because the SmackDown would come out first. Then a couple days later, I'd figure out what happened. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. And just the few that would continue, like, I'll still remember their match at Unforgiven, the TLC match, and, you know, slapping Cena's father, you know, getting thrown into the river, or, like, all that stuff was just so crazy back in the day. Um, so, yeah, there was that. That was on the 8th. Uh, okay, so Monday was the 9th, and in 1993, we saw WWF did the first ever Iron Man match. Uh, so we had Ric Flair go against Bret Hart. And this match lasted over a full hour and was won 3-2 to two, uh, by Hart after he reversed Ric Flair's figure four lead lock into a pin. And uh, there was 18 seconds left on the clock. That was 30 years ago, the first ever Iron Man match, which is cool that, you know, first ever Iron Man match is 30 years ago. And then this year we're going to get a one-hour <laughs> one Iron Man match between MJF and Brian Danielson. So that's kind of cool. 
Uh, in 2000, 23 years ago, we saw ECW guiltiest charge happening in Birmingham, Alabama, just where Raw was at recently. And in the first three matches the t- where the title was defended, RVD defeated Sabu to retain the ECW World Television title. Following this landstorm, and just incredible defeated Tommy Dreamer and Raven to win the, ter- uh, the tag titles. And then the main event saw Mike Awesome retain the World Heavyweight title uh, against Spike Dudley, out of all people. I've never seen this show, but I'm very interested to see Spike Dudley go against Mike Awesome. Um, And then this one's a little controversial. It was big during its time, but now knowing a little more dirt about it, it's kind of fucked up. But 17 years ago, the following day in 2006, after New Year's Revolution, was the infamous sex celebration between Edge and Lita. I mean... It was crazy for ratings back then, one of the craziest ratings Raw's ever had. But then, you know, now when we learned about in 2002, where Lita was like, oh, yeah, I really didn't want to do that. I almost got fired for doing it. Eventually, I would get let go because, you know, I was like Vince eventually let her go. But she like had Edge backing her up saying she didn't want to do it. John Cena even couldn't convince Vince to not do the segment. But it happened. But still, one of the most craziest things to ever happen in professional wrestling. And it just sucks to know about the history about it now. It shows you how creepy Vince is for pushing for it so much. <laughs> I mean, it really does. And the fact that, you know, no one, you know, not no one, but the fact that he could still come back to his company, it's just wild. I mean, there's so many things people have said, yet it still doesn't fucking do anything. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, yesterday, Tuesday, January 10th, in 1999, the 406-day reign of Shane Douglas ended by the hands of Taz, who defeated him in uh, ECW Guilty as Charged 24 years ago. I put the video up on our Instagram, at Project underscore Kayfabe. Fucking cool-ass match. That was a wild match. I watched that. A 406-day reign of Shane Douglas. And just for Taz to get it, I mean, Taz deserved a lot more than he than and, you know, then he got. It's sad that his career ended early, and it's sad that WWE didn't use him to his potential, but seeing old clips of Taz and watching old matches of Taz, Taz was a fucking beast. And no wonder his son is, like, getting the push that he does now, and you now I hope eventually, because his son is cool. I love Hook, but I feel like Hook is also a meme. Like, I feel like they make him win stuff, and he's starting to get some cool moments, but he's also kind of a meme, because I don't know. There's something about him that I don't take too seriously, but... I hope he could get that to that Taz level at some point because, you know, he does he does a couple of submissions, does a couple of locks. I mean, he just flipped Big Bill tonight, so that was cool. But, yeah, Taz won the ECW title 24 years ago in a really cool match, and I highly suggest you watch it. I've never seen that match before. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I like Hook. I do hope Hook gets to, like, that Taz level. Taz is always someone who, as long as he WWE, so I don't know anything else outside, like, his WWE run. But, yeah, he was always someone that I just... Doc could have done more in WWE, and uh, might have to venture into some of his old stuff. I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't tried to get into ECW, especially, like, it's all over Peacock, and you could get it there. Maybe one day we'll do some ECW covering on this channel. On this channel. One over YouTube, even though we Mm -hmm. will venture out to YouTube soon. Uh, Again, but uh, on this podcast. Uh, Also, in 2006, so 17 years ago still, uh, Kurt Angle wins a world title in a battle royal. This is the last world title he'll win in the WWE at the time. 
Um, and he wins that. He eliminates Mark Henry, wins the world title on SmackDown. And this is, you know, this was big for me because I remember watching this show, like this episode as a kid live. And it was so crazy just to see like Kurt Angle win the title. And, you know, this would then go on to the WrestleMania match between him, Ray and Randy. I thought that was pretty sick. So I do remember this one a lot. And, uh, I mean, it was cool. I mean, he eliminated Mark Henry. I didn't think that Kurt Angle could because I never, you know, this was the Kurt Angle I grew up with, not the one that, you know, everyone else grew up with. The Attitude Era that I learned to love. But that was fucking sick to see that. No, yeah, I remember this like it just said. Funny enough, this was the moment I found out that SmackDown was taped beforehand because I remember going there to W.com on, like, Tuesday night and seeing that they posted that Kurt Angle in the title. I was just like, why would it spoil the show ahead of time? I guess, you know, bringing viewers or whatnot. Uh, but I was mad at the spoiler, did, but I never watched an episode and just seeing uh, Kurt win. I think that's the only word tile win that I like straight up remember of Kurt, like from start to finish. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that was definitely a cool moment. And uh, yeah, I look back on that. I saw the video posted today. I was like, oh, shit, this was, this was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty sick. I wish Kurt Angle saw it. It would have been cool to get another like from Kurt Angle, but <laughs> either which way. Uh, then today, Wednesday, January 11th, the first ever Monday Night Raw took place in the Hammerstein Ballroom. That's 32 years ago. I'm surprised I don't think I saw WWE really post about this today. But uh, yeah, first ever Monday Night Raw on USA, Hammerstein. Cool. Uh in 2010, we saw the um, Monday Night Raw episode with DX, and they took on the team of Chris Jericho and Mike Tyson, and this was the time where Mike Tyson punched Chris Jericho. just thought I'd bring that up because I do remember that one also clear as day because that was just a cool episode. Um, and then a lesser cool episode of uh, Monday Night Raw two years ago, actually, in 2021, uh, we saw... You know, Triple H and Randy Orton, because this was when Triple H was, uh, I mean, not Triple H, when Randy Orton was kind of having that, you know, just that reign of terror where he was fucking everybody up in the pandemic era. Um, and he was going to have that match with Triple H, but it ended up not happening because then Alexa Bliss came out and threw a fireball at his face. You remember this? <laughs> yeah, This yeah. bullshit? Well, yeah. And what's crazy is this would have been Triple H's last match ever. But instead, his last match is in 2019, where him and Shinsuke tag team against the team of TNA, basically, you know, Bobby Roode and Samoa Joe in Japan. Uh, so, just very interesting that this was two years ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, I hated it then. Still don't like it now. <laughs> Still don't even know how I feel about the Alexa stuff that's going on currently. I mean, if you're all interested in any of the stuff that's going on with Bray Wyatt, go listening to the journal, the Wrestling Journal podcast. Well, I know so far I haven't been a fan of what's going on with that and Alexa because it just, I, it's bring me back to times <laughs> I just wasn't happy. <laughs> it's, it's that PTSD of that, that, that Alexa's run was just not good. And I just hope. Uh, it seems better so far, so I have, I have, as long as she doesn't act childlike, I'm fine with it. Yeah, the childlike stuff just wasn't working for me. I think, you know, I just, maybe I don't buy Alexa as an actress in the mm. way of, like, her reading her lines or whatever she does, because it feels a little forced to me. I mean, I know she's trying her best and doing what she got to do, and I'm no actor, but, you know, it just feels a little weird to me. But anywho, I digress. Thursday, January 12th, tomorrow. Uh, in 2019, the first NXT UK takeover happened. Crazy to think that was four years ago, and the brand doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, 2020, 
really cool achievement. Unfortunately for the person, not too cool anymore. But um, Tessa Blanchard made history by becoming the first female to win a major company's world title when she defeated Sammy Callahan to capture the Impact world title at Hard to Kill. I mean, that's another rough one because, you know, cool achievement, but she's a racist, apparently, allegedly. And, you know, she was also just in the news this week, I saw, because she's getting a divorce. So that was interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, sucks that she's a racist because this is a cool achievement. Allegedly. That's funny. She just randomly getting divorced. That's unfortunate. Um, I mean, I guess Daga, whatever his name is, probably realized she's racist. <laughs> Who knows? Allegedly. you got to point that out. <laughs> yeah. <there. laughs> Don't want to get sued here. Um, Friday, January 13th, nothing really big happened here, but I did see that Ultimate Warrior was announced as the first person in the 2014 Hall of Fame, and a lot of people didn't think that was going to happen, so that is pretty cool that it did happen. R.I.P. to Ultimate Warrior, even though you were fucked up as well, too. Uh, then Saturday, January 14th, we saw Christian Cage defeat Abyss at Final Resolution. Uh, this was in 2007, and he would be, uh, he would he be Abyss and Sting in a three-way elimination match to win the NWA world title. He would be the last NWA champion under TNA. So that's really cool. In 2014, as well on this day, Mae Young passed away, unfortunately, age 90. Legendary wrestling career, as I see from this little piece I pulled out. She uh, competing over eight different decades. She became a triple crown winner in NWA, winning their Florida, United States, and world tag team titles for the women. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool. R.I.P. Mae Young, a lot of good memories as I was older, you know, as we both were. We, you know, didn't see the Mae Young that was a wrestler, but we saw the Mae Young that was more of the comedic moments for WWE, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and, yeah, def- yeah definitely pretty cool. Like, I remember I remember her, uh, Mae Young's moments, but I don't remember anything. Oh, I also don't know anything about her, like her actual running WWE, because that's like, Way before I was born, I would never watch old wrestling that far ago. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever get to that point. There may be, maybe one day there will be one or two matches that will make me want to watch it, but uh, probably not. <laughs> um, okay, that's that's your week in wrestling history. Maybe in a week or two we'll do another more, uh, do another one, but ch- check our Instagram and check our Twitter. You might see some cool videos pop up for your week in wrestling. All right, cool. So, this is a new game that we're bringing that isn't really new because other places have done it. I saw there's this one place on TikTok. They do it all the time. Maybe one day I'll start recording videos of this so I could upload it on TikTok and then maybe credit them for doing this. I'm forgetting what they are now. But also, this idea came from me watching a Tony Pizza Guy video yesterday. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to Deadlock. Uh, Go watch DPW Live this Saturday. Uh, Their first ever live show is going to be streaming. So, go check that out this Saturday. Uh, Anywho. Uh, we're going to guess the wrestler. So we have 90 seconds each. So, quite get your uh, clock ready to let me know how much time I got left. Uh, we got 90 seconds to guess the wrestler. I'm going to ask quite a bunch of questions to try and figure out who this wrestler is. And then from there, uh, we are going to, um, you know, these are a bunch of yes or no questions pretty much. So, quite can't give me any hints or anything like that. It's 90 seconds to guess the wrestler on the SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 roster. So we're doing a little video game edition version of this. We'll change it up here and there. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna go first. We're gonna have three wrestlers each to try and figure out. Um, I'm only gonna, you know, 
90 seconds for each wrestler. So we're only, I'm going to go first with my first guess, uh, first, you know, try to get the first wrestler. Uh, and then after, if I get it right or I fail, then Quade will go uh, and so on and so forth until we're done. All right. So uh, okay. people are, I hope you're ready. Quade, are you ready? Do you have your wrestler in mind that I have to guess? I, I do. Okay. Yes. All right, perfect. So it's only you can only answer me in yes or no questions. You got the stop clock ready with ninety seconds. Uh, so okay, wait, just make sure. So I got actually yes or no questions, and that's it. You, can, I'm asking you questions. Oh, you asking me questions. I'm asking you questions. You're saying yes or no until I get the wrestler or the clock goes out. Okay, I get it now. All right, cool. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So starting now. Um, is this person a male or is this person a male? Yes. <laughs> Are they on the Raw roster? No. Are they on the SmackDown roster? Yes. Are they a former world, world heavyweight champion? Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> um, interesting. They're male. Is it Vito? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I got it? Yeah. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I, I, you, I, that was, I see when you're playing this game, you got to come up with good questions just to figure it out. Because I was like, okay, who the who the hell can it be? Um, that was funny. Okay, all right, perfect. All right, Quade, I'm gonna put. Let me put my clock on now. Uh, I guess a minute thirty. Yeah, there you go. Uh, timer. Uh, thirty seconds. Minute thirty. Yeah. Nope. That's a. Yeah, cut this out. All right, so I got Vito on the first one. Look at me. I'm doing well. All right, Quade, are you ready? Yep. All right. All right, so in that case, I think I am ready. And let us begin in three, two, one. All right, is this person a female? No. All right. Uh, is this person bald? No. Okay. Is this person on Raw? Yes. Okay, then on Raw. Uh, is, okay, is this person a former tag team champion? Uh, ooh. Um, yes, question mark, I think so. Yes, question mark. Okay, okay. Uh, is this person... Have this person ever made it, ever made invented a pay-per-view? I, yeah, no. no, no, I don't know. So. Okay, uh, okay. Is it Umaga? Yeah, it's Umaga. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, all right, with 34 seconds Oof, left. I, yeah. See, so I, I had to think for a second. I was like, uh, did Umaga? I know Umaga didn't win the title as Umaga, but I think he, he did, won. yeah. He won it before the tag team titles when he was a part of, what, three man on a mission or whatever the tag team was. So I wanted to say, yeah. And then for main event, I was really trying to remember. I'm like, I don't think John Cena and Umaga main evented that Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure the Royal Rumble main evented. So I had to think for a second. But, yeah, I don't think he's ever main evented, honestly. I think yeah, I think the last question helped me out because I was like, if they did, if he wasn't sure if they may have ended or not, then I felt like it had to be someone who was a high caliber but not. Extremely high caliber. Yeah, because like 
I'm surprised. I was wondering if like you were gonna think like Lance Cade maybe or something. I was thinking that. That's why I asked the tag team questions. I was like, is it Trevor Murdoch or Lance Cade? Because like I remember they like you know back in this time like they were our tag team champions. But yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So now it's uh, you got your second guy ready. Yep. All That's right. Cool. Um, and then yeah, they're also if they're not on Raw or SmackDown. Then I'll probably ask if they're on the Legends brand. Mm, yeah. So I'll just put that out there. Um, okay. Uh, three. Oh, wait, no. You're supposed to count me off. Oh, yeah. Oops. Let me get my clock. All right. Uh, we're tied one and one. Let's see if we could do it. If I could get another one. Let's see. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Is this person on the SmackDown roster? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Is this person a female? No. Okay, is this person, uh, have they ever wear, worn gold before? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Um, is this person uh, part of a tag team? No. No. Um, is this person the boogeyman? No, it's not the boogeyman. Okay, so we got time. Uh, not part of the tag team. Is this person? Uh, is this person been world champion before? Nope. No. Okay. Um, is this person a pirate? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is this person Kid Cash? <laughs> no. Ah oh, shit. Um, there's only other. What is this person? Gregory Helms? No. <laughs> Who is this person? What the hell? Um. Now, oh wait, this person has worn gold, but not mm-hmm. world title. Yeah. And is this Mr. Kennedy? Yep. So Seventeen seconds is fair. <laughs> all right. Sheesh. I I was I was almost like all right. If it's not Kid Cash, if it's not Paul Burchill <laughs> and Gregory, I'm like all right. Who's not a part of a tag team and de- and didn't win the world gold? All right. Perfect. Well, seventeen like seconds to spare. Your boy got it. Two to one. Quad A. Still has the opportunity to tie it up to make it 2-2, and then we have one last person apiece. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, let me reset my clock now. I am ready whenever you are. All right, I'm good. I'm ready. All right, in three, two, one. Is this person a legend? Yeah. <laughs> is it Hulk Hogan? No. Oh, shit. Uh, is, this that per- guy. <laughs> is this person... Was this person a commentator? Uh, no. No. Uh, wait. Um. Yes, but not in WWE. Oh shoot. Or possibly, or possibly they were. They've done huh. guest commentary. I'll give you that. Huh. I don't. Oh shoot. I'm confused. Uh, okay. Is this? Oh, does this person have multiple personalities? No. Oh shoot. Okay. No. Uh. Does this person have blonde hair? Yeah. Is it Dusty Rhodes? It is Dusty Rhodes. Okay, Look I was gonna quad. guess him at first too, but I was like, nah, I'm not sure. Now you got that one. You got that one better than I did too. And so far, you're you are technically. I would say with how fast you are getting it, your timing is better in total compared to mine. Because mm-hmm. that last one, I really lost a lot of seconds. <laughs> All right. So now. It's tied two two. Maybe uh, maybe the game's too easy. Maybe we got to find another way the next time we're doing this to make <laughs> the game a little easier. But uh, I hope you guys listening are enjoying this little game, and maybe are figuring out while we're doing it too.
Um, if you want to go figure out the SmackDown 2007 roster, because it does help having the roster in front of you, you can go check it out uh, on the SmackDownHotel.com and just look up SmackDown uh, 2007. Uh, anywho, Jorge, I am ready whenever you are. All right, starting in three, two, one. All right, is this a woman? No. Wow, sexist. Didn't pick a woman at all. <laughs> um, is this person a legend? No. No. So, is this person a world champion? Yep. Uh, is it the big show? <laughs> no. Are they on the Raw brand? Yeah. Okay, world champion before. Um, hmm. Does this person smoke a lot of weed? Nope. Shit. Uh, does this person break a lot of hearts? No. No. World champion, Raw brand. Is this person Kane? No. Screw Kane. Is this person bald? Nope. Okay. Does this person have long hair? Yeah. Is this person rated R? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Nope. So this is this person Triple H? Yes. Ah, okay. 30 seconds left. All right. Well, I went three for three. Timing could be better, but we'll see. Maybe uh, we'll see how your timing is. And if we go three for three, then maybe we'll just have to decide a winner based off of timing. Because I think so far, what, Vito, I found out real quick. Yeah. The last two, I mean, I wasted a, I wasted an entire minute on Triple H and almost the entire thing for... The uh, previous person, which now I'm even forgetting who that is. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go three three for three on me, but let's see if Quad A can go three for three and maybe get some better timing. All, all right, right. Uh, let me pick my person real quick. Uh, all right, I think I have my person now, so I am ready. Are you ready, Quad A? Yep, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. Is this person a female? No, I'm sexist okay. too, I guess. <laughs> is this person rich? Uh, no. Okay. Is this person... Does this person have... Is this person a minority? Yes. Oh, okay. Let me get interested. Is this person Mark Henry? No. Oh, shoot. Uh Okay, I can dig down a little bit deeper. Uh, is this person Latino? Yes. Is it Carlito? No. Oh, shit. Who else could it be? Uh, <laughs> huh. I think I'm just wasting time. Oh, is this person Eddie Guerrero? Nope. Oh, uh, oh crap. Okay. Uh, uh, is it Batista? I don't think he's Spanish, but he looks Spanish. Uh, I think he's technically Filipino or something like that, but it's not mm. Batista. <laughs> Does this person have long hair? Not really, at least in this image. Not really. Oh, crap. I actually don't know who this is. Oh, it's a super crazy. No. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, oh it's, it's psychosis. Psychosis. Yep, Psych it's psychosis. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Eight seconds left. Oh, well, shoot. nine seconds left. <laughs> That was a hard but one. It, you did you did you did better on the the other ones, but you 
you got psychos. We got him three for three, both for winners. But I'm gonna give it to Quade because I think his time overall was better, even though that last one did fuck him a little bit. But I think yeah. in total, <laughs> he probably got better. We're not, we're, we're making this shit up as we go. So <laughs> that was our little game. <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, finding things to do on the podcast to make it a little bit more enjoyable. For I enjoyed it. I th- did you like it, Quade? Yeah, it was fun. I like I like I like looking at these old rosters and it's also reminds remind you of the time back in like oh seven. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely ways we can expand this more, and uh, maybe we'll get some video on here on the next one, and uh, maybe we'll copy what everyone else is doing, and that's how you succeed. You just copy someone else's recipe, and then you'll do well. I mean, look at AW just being the next WCW slash TNA. That's working out well enough for them. <laughs> So I hope you liked what you just listened to today. That is our episode, ladies and gents. Very sorry, we did cut out the last segment of the show just because I saw that the show would have been about an hour and 30, and I kind of don't want that to happen. I want us to stay around the hour mark, you know? So we cut out the last segment, this or that pro wrestling edition, where Quade and I go back and forth asking each other this or that questions. You know, uh, for example, one of the questions is, you know, would you want... AJ Styles to have a world title run one last time, or Kevin Owens to have a world title run. And uh, if one of them gets their world title run, the other one does not. Uh, so I kind of did that, uh, but that will be something you'll maybe hear in our next episode, or I'll pull that segment from this week, bring it into next week. Just want to save you guys some time, uh, but thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. As always, we are a part of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network feed. And uh, we are one of three podcasts, so go check out From the Top Rope with Gersh Brooms. Go check out The Wrestling Journal. We come out throughout the week. We're very excited about all the stuff we're doing here. Plenty of stuff to happen in 2023. Along with that, uh, thank you again. You could check us out on social media at Project underscore Kfabe on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can follow WrestleBuzz on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, that's at WrestleBuzz with two Zs on TikTok and Instagram. And at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter. And then you can go follow Gurge Brooms at I Hate Gurge Brooms on Instagram. And then you can follow his podcast, From the Top Rope. And it's at From the Top Rope Podcast. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Spotify, Apple, you know. Tell your mother about us. Tell, tell anybody. Thank you again. Peace out. Catch you next week.